is it about Tony Stark that we have a love-hate relationship with? How does he play a role in the Catholic narrative of salvation? In this episode, Lynn and Venus talk about how the life, death, and legacy of Tony Stark can be a framework for how we as Catholics should look at our lives in terms of how we encounter the Lord, our discernment processes, what sacrifice truly means, the power of the sacraments, and why redemptive suffering is actually kind of good for you. This is the Nerdy Epistles, a nerdy conversational podcast by nerdy conversational Catholics. Grab your favorite cup of something and join us in 10 Forward. Okay. I think we're on and we're ready. Engage. Exactly. Warp speed. Warp speed. (laughs) (laughs) Most deaf. Warp speed. Warp six, because we're not at nine today. Yeah. Let's, yeah, that sounds about right. But nice middle, like, warp speed. Like, so if nine is the top end, be like, we'd be like sitting at like a five or six. I think that's good. Yeah. Warp six. One, if it was that one, I'd probably still be in bed. I feel that. I feel like in the winter we're gonna be like we're at warp one today fam <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna talk this through for warp one it might go behind my my head right <laughs> exactly um what's up internet uh this is venus and lynn we are here for episode two slash three technically of the nerdy <laughs> epistles um and we welcome you guys and thank you guys for coming and listening in on us um yes. we keep forgetting to rochambeau before i hit the record button but i guess we'll do it right now uh, who okay, wants okay. to lead a prayer <laughs> ready rock paper scissors shoot okay one more time rock paper scissors shoot stop <laughs> i'm wondering if you're just getting a bonus off the lag okay rock paper scissors shoot you win. Okay, I win. Um, cool. Um, I. Hmm. How do I want to go about that today? What I guess you I'll want start. to do with your winnings. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. Sorry. All right. I'll start. Um. So, as all things, we start with making the sign of our salvation in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for this time we have together to just sit with you and talk about all wonderful things that are nerdy. We ask you to illuminate our topic today and that through your through the Holy Spirit, you just empower those who listen in, those who are watching us, those who are just trying to figure out who we are, what we're doing, and just be open to whatever the Spirit calls us to do. Um, we just we give you thanks and glory for this ministry and this project we've been doing and all the wonderful things that are to come and we just ask you to bless all who listen and let them be let them be fed by you as well for this we pray to you lord amen 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 so i i I put a like random thing on our instagram and facebook a few days ago saying so what's your favorite iron man so We'll start at the beginning, and there's our there's our theme today. We're going to talk a bit about how Iron Man is, whether we realize it or not, a great explanation of the salvation story, and how Tony Stark is a lot like St. Paul in so many ways, <laughs> in more yeah. ways than one. We may do another <laughs> episode of this, because when I talk to a couple of our 
our potential guest hosts, they were like, yo, can we get on this discussion? And we said, and I was like, yes, but you're not going to be at this. But she's like, but I, or she, as in our mutual friend and hopeful one and future, future uh, friend of the, of the episode, uh, Sister Lindsay, mm -hmm. she was like, yo, I want in. Can I, can we do this again? I was like, maybe. <laughs> yeah of course i love talking oh, to her exactly and then you know she's like she's fam so she's fam of the channel yeah. and it, she'd be she's like please call me back i was like of course we're gonna call you back why <laughs> <laughs> you're at the top of the list of people we call <laughs> i have a church question and i can't ask lynn i call you I'll be like yo do either of you know the answer to this question please help yeah, please send help super super wise she's she's awesome yeah i miss like we we were in the same office so sometimes we'd run each run into each other and just like have long conversations in the hallway in the corridors so yes. i miss that it's like watching <laughs> like two like friars just stand there just in, like deep philosophical waxingness oh my yeah God. deep philosophical stuff and sometimes involves um children um nerdy issues like yeah the next uh, marvel movie that's coming out and stuff like that oh god let me start about the marvel movies oh that's a whole that's a whole podcast in itself where we talk about those kind of parallels but today yes. we're only focusing on tony stark <laughs> tony stark yes tony stark and the whole beauty that is iron man um so i'm gonna start with a question uh what is your favorite of the whole series yes you can include the avengers like favorite movie that iron man is in Hmm. I like the first one. Um, why? Because it's it's still it's very raw. I think he hasn't been very well developed yet. So, um, like he gets all fancy and and shiny towards like as time goes on. So he's still you know he's Iron Man, but he hasn't been like like buffed out yet. <laughs> So um, very much, I don't know, I, I, I'm just in life, I identify with like struggle and with sinners and it's very apparent that that's like his pre-conversion time. <laughs> so, yes. I guess, you know, I, I mean like, it's not like he's, he's like transfigured afterward, like completely, he's still, he still gets dirty and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the first one is probably going to be my favorite, I remember I was hyped for it when it came out. So. I remember when it came out too. My dad was super hyped. He was like, yo, we're going. And we totally saw opening night. And there was like nobody there because Marvel movies weren't big yet. So yeah. it was like, there was like, yeah, there's a couple people here. Right? And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, that was when actually did that happen? When did everyone jump on? Like, I'm wondering. Probably around Avengers. Know. Like the first Avengers. Because like, oh, okay. I remember that was like, everyone was like, oh, snap and i'm like i don't get it but okay because yeah yeah <laughs> and then the rest is just history since then um true, true. so i'm more captain america girl to be tbh but mm -hmm. if i had to choose my favorite iron man i actually have to admit that i am a huge fan of endgame like because for the same reason you like the original it's but it's the other end of the spectrum like he's kind yeah, of come yeah. full circle and even in his hardness he realizes like yo I've got so I have bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose mm -hmm. than just me and my needs. And like, yeah. and we'll get to that because that's more his post conversion section because yeah, that's how yeah. we'll break this out. We're gonna play a pre, <laughs> we're gonna talk pre conversion encounter 
post-conversion because that's how Catholic yeah. we are here on this channel. <laughs> oh, man. We got, yeah, we got to touch on civil war because that's where I really like, oh, the struggle. The struggle. Oh, the like, struggle is so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Them and, uh, oh, man. Oh, I, okay, we'll get there. Okay, we're going to go back. Focus. Focus. Okay, fire. okay so okay, okay. let's talk pre-conversion. So, um, great. Which is basically the whole first movie of Iron, first Iron Man. Like, that's all his mm -hmm. pre-conversion and then encounter and then, like, post, right? And then post mm -hmm. and then re-encounter, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's one of those rare, like, dude, like, characters that has re-encounters, where it's, like, yeah. he re-encounters himself multiple times in the his whole timeline, whereas, mm -hmm. like... Who's, who's reading them? Like, Captain America only re-encounter, doesn't ever re-encounter. He has his encounter, and then he's, like, post. And that's, like, yeah. all he is, right? And then it's yeah. just kind of one of those interesting things. So... By the way, I love Tony. Like, uh, I, well, he's, like, the perfect example of um, the need for continuous conversion. Mm. Like, ongoing conversion. It's never just... He's very Catholic. <laughs> he's need to go. Right? You'd be wondering. You'd be like, hmm... Tony, you know, you'd have like, a great Catholic. Okay. Yeah, Captain America is kind of like, I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I am good. I am saved. Let's go. <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> Let's do that. Struggles? Oh, yeah, we, we will have those, but like, still, set. Set. Game, set, match. Jesus. Go. Right. Like, I love that joke when uh, Ultron says in, uh, yeah, in Age of Ultron, he's like, oh, Captain America, God's righteous man. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, accurate statements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it um, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, that's another episode for another day because we can talk that's about true. Oh, that's don't even be sorry about it. Oh, America. Oh, Cap America. Um, Cap. <laughs> and uh, so pre conversion, like, is it me or does he seem a lot like St. Augustine? And mm, like, yeah. from yeah. the confessions, like, and I only read half of Confessions, but the section that I read, yeah. like, I, yeah, like, the sections I read of the first half, I was like, whoa, you was, like, get money and ladies and big pimping in pre, <laughs> in 11th century times, if that was such a concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just, like, I'm going to start a movement for every kind of thought that I have. <laughs> That which is very Tony Stark, too, if you stop what you think yeah. about that. And so, like... I always say that I always love that about like Iron the Iron Man series ah pre like in his pre encounters because like even like the first like twenty minutes of Iron Man he's like yes like there are memes of his arms out with the Jericho before the Jericho right Jericho, and we're like that's been a meme for a better part of half a decade now as a consequence <laughs> yes <laughs> of it like and we use it in church in church memes too be like when you've arrived at Pentecost or if you've made it to whole, to Easter. <laughs> Not breaking your your Lenten promises. When you exit the confessional. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Where's my notes? There's our there's our uh there's our emo visual uh, there's our visual for the uh yeah. for show notes. Iron Man church memes and church memes because don't tell me there aren't any. This he's been around a minute. Um, hold on. Let me see. Like what is to you in his pre-conversion days because he, he they even touched base on it in like two and in three mm -hmm. uh like 
you know, what about his pre-conversion that, like, attracts so many of us to him? Like, like, like because we, like, a lot of people either really love him or they're like, bruh, nah. Mm-hmm. And I've always been wondering, and la- this has been my thought this last week, is like, well, what is it about Tony Stark and Iron Man, besides his constant need for a reconversion, like, what is it about his pre-conversion that attracts us, besides, you know, money, get money and big pimping mm-hmm. all day? Yeah, cool tech. Yeah. <laughs> Um, (laughs) i think like those who have always i don't know i feel like there's you know different people in the world some who struggle um who feel like it's a constant struggle who could probably connect to him or really dislike that about him as far as like maybe they're projecting that their insecurities onto like this particular character and like this guy just can't get it together like you know he's got all the money in the world like what's wrong with him why can't he get it get it right and like there's some people who are also like yeah that's me like i, I like i don't it's funny because like he had a conversion but i feel like it's not it wasn't a full conversion like he um it's like a long-winded conversion <laughs> it's like like steering and turning like you know uh, turning a big ship um he's aware that he needs to be on this track but it's like getting on that route isn't exactly like the easiest so um I feel like for some, I know for me, um, like when they're, they're like when I when I don't really like a particular character, or there's something that turns me off about something, I have to kind of assess myself and say, okay, what is it about it, and like why is it bugging me? And it's probably because there's some something inside of me, maybe some interior wound, that it touches on, and I need to like look at that. Okay, well this guy is obviously arrogant, you know, <laughs> and it's like you know what why you know what's up with him and i've always wondered like okay what what happened to this dude like you know like well what happened to you <laughs> like did your mama hug you like those type of things and um and i think like he he emits that so people can either like really like identify with that and say okay that's me or they can identify with that and deny that and hate that about them i don't know does that make sense no that does make a lot of sense because i was just thinking like for me, I think there's that for like the facade that it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm big pimp and spending G's, but like really, and I'm using this analogy because that's the only safe user-friendly term I can use <laughs> to explain <laughs> Tony Stark's lifestyle. Um, <laughs> and being um, Venus, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I could come up with something better. I just, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. He, like, there's just something about it. Like, he wants that facade and he values that facade so much, even after his, like, his initial encounter which is next and like that it constantly like continues to bother him and it triggers right. more basically re-encounters of mm-hmm. like him realizing yo it's you know that's what we have this is there's more purpose right mm-hmm. and um that's what i've always loved like and even in the beginning you could tell like yeah he was like he had it all and stuff but he had no purpose like you could yeah see, just like here get this paper meme meme me put me on instagram and then yeah you know the inc- the infamous like you know incident that is like and i'm not gonna spoil it well i am gonna spoil because this is like that's y'all need to watch yeah it. You should. if you haven't if you haven't watched iron man by now <laughs> it's on disney plus just go ahead yes it's also on netflix and it's on amazon prime it is on all the available networks so y'all need to there get you too. You can get a good binge he's got several out there just yeah. just binge it just binge it it's worth it it's totally worth yeah. it it's the first one if no other reason watch the first one the first one will tell you right right yeah you know like 
um like when he kind of find when he gets caught up with the uh, terrorist mm-hmm. group right and so when he has mm-hmm. that like first encounter right and then he meets that person who comes to save him to me mm-hmm. i always reminded me of when paul was saved by the barnabas barnabas what's the guy this is why i was pulling out the bible because i was trying to figure out where is it not barnabas barnabas the barnabas <laughs> survey totally let's see damascus why are you persecuting me, Jesus? It's Acts 9. An- Ananias. It's Ananias. Hey. <laughs> In there somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's don't. I'm not. <laughs> so that is just FYI for the, for the show notes, as well as those of you who may like to hear more about why we cite from the Bible so much. It is in Acts 9 verses like 10 through like 13, right? So Ananias shows up to mm-hmm. here's the here's the wait let me back up church okay. version and then we'll apply it to iron man so saint okay. paul as y'all know was as y'all know or are about to find out right now he was the ultimate hater of the church ultimate hater of the church like he would persecute mm-hmm. the church and make all sorts of drama and all sorts of fun stuff right so mm-hmm. not so fun stuff to basically pursue the church well then jesus well then the lord god the uh, excuse me then god was kind of like mm, about that let's mm-hmm. solve that problem and so then all of a sudden he has an encounter with let me make sure i'm saying this correctly i take it correctly here um five six yes five five nine five yes where are we going okay so on nine i'll, I'll start here uh Saul's conversion chef acts nine Verses three. On his journey, he was nearing Damascus. A light from the sky suddenly flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" He said. Mm-hmm. He uh, Saul said, "Who are you, sir?" The reply came, "I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do." And so Saul does that, right? And he shows up, and he's chilling at a house, heck of blind. Um, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Lord speaks to Ananias, who was an apostle. Who, was he apostle? No, nah. no, nah, he was a follower, disciple. There we go. He was a disciple mm-hmm. of the of the no, church. Eventual apostle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he yeah. did get in the list. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you're a disciple, you're also called to be. A, you're also called to be sent. So, oh, um, disciple, oh. learning, and then go. <laughs> oh. We're we're all disciples. We're also called to be apostles. Huh. That's so one. discipline is to learn, disciple, disciples, yeah, and then, um, and then apostles, you know, apostles are sent, so we're not, we're not disciples just for the sake of learning, like we're, because we need to go out to go. Sorry, writing this note, you, if you're hearing, <laughs> if the camera, if, if the, if the podcast picks up that loud clicking noise, that's me writing on my beautiful iPad, writing like, because <laughs> I'm slowly transferring into a digital kid after all those decades, but, so like, Ananias shows up, or Ananias is to- awakened by the Lord, and the Lord says to him, yo, um, I need you to go to Tarsus, and go heal Saul. And, and Ananias was like, um, no. <laughs> and not in, oh, so, uh, but Who's calling? Oh, hold up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hold on a minute. You sure she says? Red button. <laughs> yeah, red button. Exactly. Red go button. to voicemail. Go to voicemail. <laughs> I'll check that message later. <laughs> if the Lord had voicemail. Oh, if the Lord had voicemail. This voicemail is perpetually full. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
so good much. luck um please contact mama mary at x and x <laughs> <laughs> that'd be super funny um that's a great conversation on part two um then in, so and nice says, Lord, are you sure he? This is Saul. He's been. I didn't. I didn't heard the rumors. He's kind of a big hater of you. And he's like, No, no, go do. Go ahead, mm-hmm. do this because I'm serving him for a greater purpose. So and nice and true, being the good Christian he was, was like, mm-hmm. All right, I don't understand, Lord, but I'm going. So I don't want to hear mm-hmm. it. And he goes, and he goes and he say and he basically heals Saul of his blindness and then the lord i believe the lord comes to him yes the lord comes to him and says all right cool so now you're going to be part of my crew <laughs> you're going to go preach the yeah. gospel and so then Paul was like, yeah, I'm down with that. And so he went to learn from the apostles from the I big think that's 13. a direct quote, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should have started with, this is the ghetto church version of Saul's conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to those who um, don't like paraphrasing. paraphrasing but no. I mean, I look at it like this. Emoji Bible. I, this is part of the emoji Bible where we paraphrase it. Or this is the yay. Um. The yay Bible. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, that's not. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with and, the and ghetto it, church edition of the Bible. Ghetto church. <laughs> ghetto church. Sister uh, CC said that once, and I was thought it was the brilliant, most brilliant thing because it's true. If we're talking about evangelizing, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to evangelize in a way that your brothers and sisters can understand. Sometimes what language is the only thing they understand. <laughs> Eponics. Yeah. So you 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 paraphrase the church to where to where it hits right to where people understand it speak the so, language of the people yeah exactly yeah. smell that. like your sleep i get that uh, also trying to like i think it's good to also note that um that paul or saul like his background like like very much like tony stark was that he was um he was very well educated you know mm-hmm. and he, he he spoke greek he spoke hebrew he was like pretty much he's like a pharisee and that um kind of almost snobbish so like like how tony snark had a very like i mean dude was smart like obviously um same with paul so like if anyone were to question about the faith he was very proud in in that regard like that he he's very well educated in the faith he was you know a leader in in the jewish church and um so like you couldn't really come out at him kind of like tony like what were you telling me you know <laughs> who are you and exactly. like it t- took a real kick or you know version nice so. i'm with that like so like oops, oh yes so i love that like even though we're joking about ghetto church how that parallel still kind of applies even in iron man so he meets that doctor whose name is mm-hmm. escaping me right now and that doctor saves him like literally mm-hmm. from the brink of death and then like i um he's like yeah i, I got to get up out of here but i'm gonna make sure you come with me because you know I'm realizing that there's more of life and purpose. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of those one-on-one conversations that the doctor and Tony Stark have where he's like, bruh, you got it all, man. You got the money, you got the ladies, you got the education. Yeah. You know, you can create some of the most deadliest things on earth. Yes. And what has that yeah. done for you? And what does that bring you? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and what the what purpose does all of that serve? And I think that encounter like makes him kind of realize, oh, really, what does this what does the purpose yeah. serve and i think yeah. he never realized like and of course this exposes the rest of like 
Iron Man one where he realizes, wait a minute, we thought I thought we was just working with the government. Uh, no, fam, <laughs> you've been a surprise. Surprise! You've been working for the Romans, aka terrorists, for quite some time, fam. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh no, shut that down. He's like, shut it down. Yeah. And he does, but it comes with, of course, then the per- then the rest of Iron Man. So watch the rest of Iron Man because it's a beautiful yes. movie. But like. <laughs> Like to me, well, that encounter like changes his whole headspace because I think he begins to see there's more to the world than just than just me, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and as we travel through, like, you know, the rest of episode, rest of I call them episodes, so like episode, episode one, and then moving yeah. to like two and three, he begins to start seeing like, okay, I've got to do something more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love the encounter. Like, I love the the part in episode two where his dad is like talking on the like the video feed or yeah, yeah. the real there we go cinema reel yeah, the real. yeah. Was that um, in two yes it was in two and like that whole like section where he kind of go like he like at the end talks about his like talks to tony and he's like you know the greatest creation i ever had was you like tell me that's not the father mm-hmm. saying to us like your great yeah. my greatest yeah. creations are still you right mm-hmm. yeah i, I love that like, uh, <laughs> and he's like so adorable and it's just kind of that really like and i think for him then he sees like oh you know like a my dad actually really did love me he's just being yeah. a dude and if you like watch the captain america timeline because that's where all you see howard stark in like it, mm-hmm. it's that whole piece of like additional like backstory that's all the really, stuff his dad was doing yeah yeah like and it's yeah. really cool um I think about that, you know, it's funny, like in the work that I'm doing, sometimes I'm pulled away from my family um, a lot in the last two years, a whole lot <clears throat> um, as, you know, yeah, other, other episode. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I, it's funny because like that comes to my mind about what his dad was doing and like the importance of the work and that ha- what effect it had it, it had on Tony. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how am I affecting my children? Like someone came up to me, it told me a story once about their mom being so involved in church work and she, like her idea was um was you know devote her whole self to the church and she neglected her family so and I, that's not what we're called to like like as as lay people we're not called to do that i know that for sure like we're not called to like be um eucharistic ministers and and catechists fully 100 percent. like you know we, that, that can be part of our life but you know if we've got a family that we're called to that first like their primary vocation so um, yeah, that like every now and then, like whenever I'm questioning, like how many, how much, how many hours have I spent on this, and how many times have my kids asked me to play, I think it's funny how how, how Howard Stark uh, comes into my head. I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like I'm not creating anything huge, but it's like, okay, this, you know, what's important here, and how can you know, how is how am I affecting my own children in in that regard? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I find funny because like in like two they talk about that too where they he's like my dad would never love me he was Mm -hmm. cold to me and stuff like that and then he sees that piece at the end and I'm like yeah maybe he was just being him because that's how we're stuck right and then like and then in Endgame when he meets his dad I'm like oh yeah I know all the feelings (laughs) I like so many feelings all the feelings and then but even and that's the best part he was like like yeah. Howard Stark didn't know that that was his son. Like, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. And he was and like, he, and gonna... he like his lip quivering. He had that like, <laughs> yeah, like, 
He's like, oh, pals. And we're like, no, 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 Tony Stark, no, don't, don't do us like this. <laughs> Focus. I love that about him. <laughs> exactly. But that's also like, to me, that's such a huge, like, uh, part of his, like, post conversion, like, you yeah. know, and how that just, like, and at the, towards the end of it, like, he realized, like, he sees, like, my love for Morgan, his daughter very much imitates the love that my dad had for me that it's not a like yeah. a big deal love right it's not the like oh and cake and yeah. roses piece of love it's the subtle like gentle gestures it's the subtle like yeah yeah the presence yeah that's a big one i think that's a big thing yes. for him too that i always liked about yeah. like tony stark versus like in his and, and how he evolves now let's talk about Civil War. <laughs> because, yes, that's a huge, like, well, and of course, Civil War is an extension of Ultron in which, yeah. like, we talk about, we're talking about conversion of, like, conversion and reconversion. Like, you know, like, Tony thought, maybe if I can get a suit of armor around the world, you know, to protect us from the first Avengers incident, like, you mm-hmm. know, when everybody yeah. from the space showed up and then, Ultron is supposed to be that extension and that additional protectional layer when the Avengers aren't available. Like, yeah, that feeds that, and then it goes right into like his consequences, right? So the consequences of that affect civil war on a grand scale. Like, I don't know about you, if I had to raise a country up out of the ground, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah. Like, and that was interesting for me to see Tony Stark kind of lean. I always thought Tony Stark would have leaned on the side of Captain America and been like, yeah, no, hold up. I'm not about these rules and restrictions right. all of a sudden. Right. And then, but now, but then to see him kind of go, well, we have to stop and think about this. Like, mm-hmm. let's have that discernment mm-hmm. piece. And then, of course, he had that encounter with the lady when in the elevator the elevator scene and i always and i always liked that because i think that was kind of that moment where it kind of hit him again like oh encounter like re-encountering like yes yeah yeah bringing you back into alignment yeah 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 so, i think when, when i mean in in ultron like the government was working together like there i mean there was when you've got that common enemy i remembered like way back going back to like um independence day right mm-hmm. <laughs> like when um you know when when we're fighting the aliens and the whole world was like yeah you know and and like so like ultra like like, there's a common enemy so like the good guys kind of like all look the same like we are protecting earth and um so moving into civil war that idea that these you know like we we didn't i don't think he really took into account like where human nature can lead people without god right Mm-hmm. Or, or or a purpose you know when the, when when there's not that identifiable you know enemy to say okay you know like that, that's what we're going against and then people start to go towards their own desires like at first it's just survival right but now mm-hmm. it's like okay we took care of the enemy now he's still thinking about protection of the of the world whereas others in you know in the government or others in power weren't thinking of that they were thinking something more along the lines of you know how can i how can i use this towards you know for our advantage or whatever so it 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 i see how tony stayed aligned with that thought but others didn't as far as protecting the world and his purpose because you know he, he thought everyone was on board with that and i think that's what kind of and then like you know cap was like oh no <laughs> like not everyone like everyone still has to make their own decisions and be responsible for their actions and 
we not not everyone is is led into that not everyone chooses that right so we have to be careful with who gets to decide like give the give what is it called subsidiarity like they're mm-hmm. like right, they're, their own agency right so yeah subsidiarity <laughs> there it is yeah nice. that's somewhere in one of our doctrines right <laughs> that is totally in catholic social teaching yes <laughs> which we'll talk about next episode next there episode. you go um and start but, yes, exactly <laughs> um, yes fam we we do talk about star trek a lot but we also talk about other things that don't have to do with yeah, that's true that's true um star trek is our uh, our ship to explore I just, mm, yeah. i'm with that yeah. i'm with that <laughs> it's very true um let's see so okay but like let's let's expand a little bit on that subsidiarity piece because like that was a, like in civil war that's a huge discussion and it actually is a huge like playing factor into like how his relationship with cap like goes the way it goes even into mm-hmm. infinity war and into endgame like like it always feels because he's got that dis i call it like a lack of like or to me i feel like it's just bad discernment though too mm-hmm. for him to only mm-hmm. stay in one headspace instead of the other right and not try to right. see it from cap's headspace like he tried to yeah. but like it wasn't like deeper like i remember that fight they had with the yeah. pens and i was like yeah. that's that's discernment right there going really yes. awry because yeah. no one's hearing the other side of it like or listening and and judging like yeah there there's no listening it's everyone's like just pushing for their own this is what i think this is what is right i was like ah are you open to like listening yeah like and but i like and at the same time that's where i always say like i like for the longest time as a you know in america uh like you know we always argue about choice choice is such a big thing for us even Mm -hmm. now the middle of a pandemic my choices are more valuable than what is the common good right mm. um, mm-hmm. and that's where subsidiary kind of is the, is the bounce back right where it's like hold on wait, wait a minute wait a minute yes your choices are important but let's talk about that greater good piece mm-hmm. right and like it was always interesting for me to see how like that played like i always loved that whole like section of civil war like that was my favorite part honestly like the action is great spider-man shows up who's my favorite and like yeah you know all that good stuff right all that action and beautifulness but like for me yes. like, the inner discussions are like they, they would be having about it like they're like you have we have to take responsibility but at the same time and then we're never dodging responsibility it was just more like listen some of this wasn't even our fault like yeah <laughs> this, yeah my favorite scene is when they're sitting at the table and then like the secretary dude is like showing them all the things they've done and i'm going but that wasn't their fault and that wasn't their fault yes it's totally their frustration there yeah yeah i'm like why are you putting all this blame on the team when the team had to kind of just that was like a response yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) i was like the only one they're really responsible for is ultron and that whole incident in wakanda and the whole incident in laos which still wasn't necessarily their fault you know that's yeah. an occupational hazard that's not yeah. a like that's not they intentionally a, went in there and and blew it up yeah no they didn't intentionally do that that was yeah fun. yeah but like <laughs> but it's like but that also kind of brings back to like where i feel like iron man one of iron man's like greatest weak spots always was was in his lack of discernment of dual like dual discernment I don't know if there's a fancier word, church word for it. Like when you <laughs> discern something, but you're looking at it in all angles. Like, mm, so, that's like, so, was that more wisdom? Yeah. 
the virtue? Well, yeah, the, the charism of wisdom is being able to see something from um, outside of yourself, from a different perspective. So you pray for wisdom to see, you see it beyond yourself. Um, discernment is going to be more of a cutting away. So to see, to, to pray and prayerfully remove things that, you know, shouldn't be there in a sense. Like um, you do that in the light of Christ and you see, okay, this doesn't, this doesn't illuminate this, you know, how do you, and that's, that's also, I mean, you could go into Ignatian discernment also, like listening to the good spirit and the bad spirit, like, um, yeah, those. <laughs> right. And so that's a good point too, as I'm writing this note down about charisms of wisdom. Um, I just, hmm. Uh, moving on. Did we ever want to, hmm. The thing I like about the most about Civil War is we actually see Tony at his most human mm-hmm. um, of the entire series. It's safe short of Endgame, but Endgame is exactly that. That's the Endgame point. Like, yeah, yeah, But yeah. at that point in the, in the whole cavalcade that was Iron Man, like at Civil War, you didn't realize, oh, he really did love his mom and he was not a happy camper when they, when right. they found out what Bucky did. And, you know, it was, I know. And technically that still wasn't Bucky's fault either. See what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's yeah. like, and this is where bad discernment kind of comes into play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when he was like, like, cause even when Cap was like, yo, it wasn't his fault, dude. Like he was brainwashed to do that. Like right. if he had had his cognitive thought, he wouldn't have done those things right because that's not who bucky was as we know in the from the captain america side of the story yeah right yeah but iron man couldn't see that he was like nope kill my mom gg he's like yeah this off right like yeah yeah and that yeah i I think let me let me try to see mm-hmm. what, I, what I like like though like the the lack of like it's not i feel like i mean nothing is completely someone's fault right like um we're all and them like in, in that world and then in our own world we're all dealing with the repercussion of sin right like the, the original sin that introduced chaos to the world um that introduced like pain and suffering like we're all dealing with that and like i had a discussion with someone the other day about um i'm not gonna go too deep into it because i don't want to get controversial just about um about marriage and you know what is marriage what is gay marriage and then talking about um and and i i've been I was thinking about that because, you know, about uh, uh, when Jesus, when they asked Jesus about divorce and he said, you know, like he, he allowed divorce because of the hardness of their hearts. And that, and, and so that's why it was allowed. Like he didn't really say it was right or wrong. He said this was allowed because of the hardness of their hearts. And like, so the hardness of the heart was there. So something was allowed. And um, that hardness came from, from sin. Right. So like it was no one's real fault like because we should be living in like in in to our highest self which god calls us to right um which is to be in complete union with him uh but because we live in a world that still has sin that's still affected by sin because we're still sinning like there is there's definitely going to be fault but we are still dealing with like things beyond us you know like i can't help the fact that maybe this particular disease runs in my family right and it's like th- those things exist and that's why like the law isn't always black and white you know like you killed so i get to kill you right like no there's there's more you know there's 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 more to it and i think that's something that you know we we can see and that's why i think these the, these movies um resonate with us 
because you can you could really see the struggle that Tony has, right? I mean, he's he's obviously like blinded by the pain and the emotion, but even just his choice to you know to go against Cap is like really like okay, that was that was still a struggle for him. Like he was really pushing to do what he thought was right, and he, he like didn't listen to Cap. They they didn't have they didn't come to a, together to to discuss it, but because of the all of the all the other things involved and then his own desires there there's that reaction and it, and then by by those things by bucky like killing his mom and you know if you didn't know that night <laughs> um moving forward like there's 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 always going to be um i mean even old testament talks about it about the sins of the father going from generation to generation that's four generations right but the mercy of god goes beyond like right and it's like so where do we go for that and that's really like there's the humility part that's necessary in order to submit to god for his mercy to flow right because otherwise we're bound by all of these things that have met hardened our hearts in a sense i feel like i just went really long-winded <laughs> that's okay i took like all those notes while you're doing that god's grace <laughs> mercy is further Mer- yeah and you were talking about choice earlier, and I, I and what stuck out to me, and I had to look it up real quick because I'm not good at memorizing scripture. But Deuteronomy 30:15 through 20, right? Do you have that in front of you? No. Say it one more time. Uh, Deuteronomy. Uh, 30. 30. No, it's after 30. Come five. Yeah. 30 through. I'm at 33. Hold on. Yeah. 15. 1935 15 okay uh-huh. for the podcast uh see i have today set you before set before you life and good death and evil if you convey if you obey the commandments of the lord your god which i'm giving you today loving the lord your god and walking in his ways and keeping his commandments statutes and ordinances you will live and grow numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. You want me to keep reading? Okay. No, if how I, no, yeah. okay. <laughs> if yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I'll fine. put the whole citation. <laughs> Deuteronomy thirty. So like, oh. so some of the old, old like the different versions would say, you know, I set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Choose life, right? So it's a choice. But it's like, who set that before you, right? Mm-hmm. There's, 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 there's no source of evil. Like it all comes from God. We have to also think about that. Like all these struggles when you submit, this is the discernment part. Like there's no, there's no source. I mean, it, technically, if you really, really want to go there, the source of evil is God Himself, because He's the source of everything. There's no. Now, does He will evil? No, He doesn't will evil. But um, all things come from Him, right? So He's I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. But it's your choice to choose the good. And I think like in our society right now with this whole, like with choice, this is where it, like we, we want to stop the choice, right? By saying, no, you don't have a choice, but you can't really do that. Um, I mean, we should, we should advocate for, for just laws, right? Of course. But like you have to guide the people to choose, to properly choose, to discern and how to properly choose. Um, and I think that's something like, like what I love about these movies in particular with Tony, it's like, you know, he's, he's faced with these choices, you know, and it's like, but what's forming them? What's, what's calling him to decide, you know, and what, what's, what's the motivation behind those? And we could see that, that struggle within ourselves, you know, we're faced with all the time, like, you know, and then it, I found it odd that like half of the, half of the squad 
went with one and half it went with the other, I think is just for good fighting scenes. <laughs> but I see like, you know. <laughs> definitely. I definitely was like, well, we have to balance these skills, you know. And yeah. then we want to bring in a new dude who's going to come in shortly after this movie, aka Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, so we're going to pull Spider-Man into this mix. We have to kind of understand. Yeah. And then even then, Spider-Man has a fixed mindset, which we, that's a whole another episode about. Mm, yeah. That's on the list of things to talk about yes. because we should talk about fixed and growth mindsets. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he's getting there. He's get there um and i mean like that just makes like i like that that's a good headspace to kind of go for so like okay and then so civil war is there and then we slide right into infinity war where infinity war kind of is that all of a sudden that exploitation not even exploitation it's like the expose of like this is the dude who's been giving you like grief for the past like eight and a half years you Mm -hmm. know like he's the one who triggered on Mm-hmm. exactly he's the one you see in your dreams right and mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, tell me thanos hashtag satan like mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but not in the but not in like the evil evil satan but in the manipulative mm-hmm. satan and the distortion mm-hmm. satan and the like mm-hmm. the empty promises of satan and all mm-hmm. that piece mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah like the good intentions you know mm-hmm. i'm doing oh, this yes. for for good it's gonna help people so, and he's like hold yeah. that thought <laughs> and even tony stark was like wait hold that thought that's actually not a good idea <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know eliminating half the, the world's population um <laughs> half the population I'm, got I'm being merciful right <laughs> How, that's the difference between that why thanos is not god fam like let's just go ahead and have yeah. that discuss quick discussion that he's not god because in the sense of like god gave us that choice right he gives us that free will right and so when thanos takes that freedom from people right Mm -hmm. like you're like no that's not of god that's definitely not of god like yeah at all anywhere Mm. so clarifying let's let's clarify (laughs) (laughs) i would like to discern that because i've heard some catholics be like you know he he's very similar to a style of god i'm like oh no 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 incorrect i'm like maybe we're not or maybe and i i think they're seeing it in the frame of the lens of like of old testament style old testament yeah definitely yeah. old testament god and we're like no 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 current god is not that <laughs> yeah yeah thank goodness thank goodness right because i well, i i mean same, same god <laughs> same dude but like you know yeah. but god thought about it and realized oh hmm, maybe i won't do that no more you know maybe yeah. i won't flood the earth for 150 days which is yeah. ironically that's what i'm reading i'm reading the genesis 1 through 11 for our yeah. bible study group and i was like huh and as i'm thinking about this morning i'm like i was thinking about thanos and i was like and how tony responds to thanos in that respect mm-hmm. he's i'm not saying tony stark is noah but tony stark makes that argument for humanity like yo mm-hmm. this isn't really how this should go like no no we mm-hmm. have to defend the world now because we have to defend all in essence the galaxy and the universe because yeah like this dude's gonna like wipe everybody out hold that thought i'm not about that <laughs> yeah 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 you know i think like (laughs) it's what 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 sticks out about that is that okay thanos has this idea of how he's going to help humanity and like you know what's his purpose like he's he saw the suffering and he's like you know he didn't like it and um there's many people who are like that who have that thought but you know tony's like okay no it doesn't have to be like that right like you know and what does he do he's trying to do everything that he has been given that he has control of to fight against that that idea of um 
you know, that's just merciful killing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like God in the Old Testament wasn't mercy killing. Like God, there's nothing added or taken away from God. So you know, I live, I die. Like nothing's added or taken away from Him, right? He He already knows. Um, Old Testament, I think, like was a very, very much of a, an explanation, a story of what was happening with God's people and His and His reaching out to people, to His people, to try to guide them back to Himself. And um, that's not Thanos, right? That's like, you know, God, God used plagues, he used, you know, locusts, he used all these things like judges and prophets and kings to, to try to direct people back to himself. And very much like the people of God were like infants where they required, you know, we still do like spanking, like, you know, and I say, you know, it sounds like God is like a really evil, mean God but he's it's kind of like you know don't do that i'm telling you not to do that you know because if you do then you're going to get hurt and um we look at the new testament and we think that's a different side of god but like he's dealing with a more mature uh people of god i would say so it's 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 in regards to us god's still the same but thanos on the other end like he's like i believe he's I don't know what his motivation is. It's not good. Like he he doesn't. That's the subsidiarity too. He doesn't believe in the in the in the in the people. The trust in the people to 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 do what is good, what is right. To be like Tony and use their agency to seek what's good. He's just like nah. Like yeah, there's no goodness. There's no good here. And I'm gonna do the best I can. And which is funny. Now that sets off this idea. There this thought that I had earlier today. I you know I had a meeting with someone that I've just been accompanying for a while. And like she had an experience with someone who um, she was vulnerable to and opened up to. And that person kind of used that kind of like, I guess maybe Gamora, right? And um, you like, she trusted in that person and that person was doing it for his own reasons. You know, even though it seemed good to him, um, that person was doing it for their own reasons and was trying to be a savior, right? That savior complex to 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 her, and that really hurt her, um, because he was the focus was on him, and not bringing her to Christ, which you see a lot in ministry in general, where like people want to minister to people, and like they believe that God, you know, they're doing God's work. So you know, I'm 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 an agent of God, and I'm gonna I'm gonna help people by you know, they're they're like there's a lack of humility and they think that because i know god i'm going to i'm going to save this person from their horrible you know decisions and discernments and um so this person was really hurt because the one that she confided in wasn't necessarily great like they, they prayed they do, did all these things but wasn't necessarily bringing her to a place where she in, can encounter god and be really led by god it was more let me guide you to me come to me so that i can save you right? Which is very much Thanos thought, like, I'm going to save you. Didn't you know I did this for you, right? I'm doing this for you. I'm connecting so I could do it for them. And like, really not trusting in, in what's greater, you know? So I think that's where God and Thanos don't, you know, I could see how you might assume that, but really Thanos's mindset is, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, this can be hidden in many of us, you know, in the ministry, that okay, I'm doing this because, you know, it's for the betterment of you and you just have to accept it and like no and then you get hurt like she was really hurt when she saw what what he was doing like that's not good right so yeah
I went into deep space there. No, that's okay. Well, you know, you know me. Deep space is good. We like deep space. <laughs> deep space is great. Uh, I'm just, I'm like writing a million notes. So that's why I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And that's a great idea. And that's a great idea. And so, like, I think, thinking, like, I'll touch a little bit more on Thanos and then we might slide away and we'll, we'll circle back, like, one of the things I've always been fascinated about Thanos is, and maybe that again, you know, this is more of a, we have to go back into the comics because they don't really do a good job about talking about Thanos in the series, in the MCU mm-hmm. is how he comes to be that he- that way. Right. Oh and yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that whole general, we don't see that whole general process. We only see the after effects of right, that general right. process. And, you know, sometimes so I read some, who was it that said something to me? Um, actually it might've been you who might've said that sometimes our villains cannot be redeemed even with their backstories Mm -hmm. like sometimes they're just villains because they can't see anything else but their own space right and because Mm -hmm, of that mm -hmm. they just they do things that aren't necessarily for the good right for the greater good they Mm -hmm. think it's for the greater good but it's really like oh no that's a disaster waiting to happen fam like Mm -hmm. and for me i think that's always been kind of where tony struggles with and that's always been something of fascination for me in his struggle and then so like for like 2.5 seconds you'll see those moments there where tony kind of thought like thinks about it and goes well would it be a bad idea <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah like especially when they're in space he's like yo i might want to just like this might be the point where i might have to gg this and be like yeah, yeah. i don't know but at the same time he had to go well what is it for right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where for me that's where thanos and like tony like me and then separate back right they're like because mm-hmm. then i think I think for me, especially in end, like at the end of Infinity War, a good chunk of Endgame, you see this big moving discernment process for him. Like you see him actually mm-hmm. fully properly discern. About, like, yes, yeah. Which is like, okay, Miles, that's like ten years and two. That's like ten years a little late, but oh well, better late than yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like more of the let me like hold on, let me see what this greater big picture is, and like in the end you're right because you mentioned you touched on it and this is where i want to segue into like his like post like like the real reason i think a lot of us like tony stark so much is like because he's an agency he he uses his agency for good even in the even if it's distorted because by bad mm-hmm. discernment like yeah in the end he acknowledged he finally realizes why what the well like he in the end he realizes agency for good only works with true sacrifice right Mm -hmm. and that true Mm -hmm. sacrifice in our faith is salvation right Mm -hmm. that for Mm -hmm. us when we give up we are in essence dying to ourselves and in that dying to ourselves process you know that is where christ's love and mercy and grace and knowledge comes to us and helps us move past whatever issues we have whatever wounds we have whatever ills we have like Mm -hmm. in the case of tony stark obviously you know i don't know what his religious beliefs were but you know and that said he like i love the scene where he's doing the dishes first of all when he's doing the dishes y'all ever think he ever do dishes Mm, no fam (laughs) but now he's doing dishes which is a huge milestone in itself and but even then he's kind of going he looks at those photos that are sitting right there guess what photos are right there a photo of his dad a photo of him and peter parker and he realizes right then and there it's like if i do this this is the ultimate sacrifice i make and i make the Mm -hmm. sacrifice not just for me not just for the agency of what's good i make that sacrifice for morgan i make that sacrifice for peter i make that sacrifice for the millions of billions of people that disappeared for five Mm -hmm. years right Mm -hmm. like 
but he knew even that i think in the back of, we can't deny that and i don't think he could deny in the back of his head like if we do this and this goes according to plan like there may be a sacrifice and am i ready mm-hmm. to be that person if necessary to take that sacrifice right mm-hmm. and and I think maybe that's some of the reason why it took him so long to finally get back on the boat yeah, <laughs> and get yeah. into the quote unquote time heist that is Endgame, right? <laughs> it's it, seriously, Endgame is just yeah. a time heist, you guys. Yeah. Remember what, right. Back to the Future. <laughs> back to the Future, Marvel style, which I love. I love it. And it's like, <laughs> let's do that. But, and it's genius how they wrote it. It's so genius. You don't think it. And then you actually really yeah. think it that's another episode yeah. but i wish i could see that all on like a big board and just follow it that would be so like it's just a huge board and just follow like okay where does this go where does this go that'd be so like choose your own adventure like, there are millions fun. of youtube videos doing that there are oh my gosh YouTube yeah videos. i'll get lost in that world i don't i don't delve too much because it's yeah really? i wanted to i wanted to share about um like what you what you were saying about tony sacrificing and if you juxtapose that next to Thanos, like Tony's re- willing to sacrifice himself to save the greater good. Thanos is willing to sacrifice others for just a portion. So like clear difference there is that one is will- sacrificing of themselves and, you know, and for Thanos sacrificing of others so that he can, he could be in peace. Cause in the end, he just wanted to sit in that house and be at peace and he wasn't at peace. Right. Um, what in the house, whatever, wherever that world was that he was. It was for his own peace that he was seeking to do that. And he didn't end up getting it in the end because what did he have to do to get there? Mm-hmm. Like, really stop when we think about what he had to give up, including Gamora. Right, right. right. Like, yeah, the one that he did love, right? Yes. <laughs> and how right. much was that love? Yeah. And that may, oh, that's another question about love. Ooh, ooh, right in that. But like, <laughs> in the end, I think like one of the big, like, and I guess that's the, for me the big reason why Iron Man, even now more than ever, is a great example of like St. Paul and St. Like St. Paul, because in the end, we all know the short story of St. Paul's life is he spends mm-hmm. yeah. like the last couple years in his life of his life in, in prison, in house arrest before he is executed. And mm-hmm. but when he's executed, he makes the he takes the stance and acknowledges like, "Yo, I'm not dying for me. I'm dying for the church. I'm dying. Well, not, I'm dying for the church, the greater church of Christ." There we go. Let me clarify mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. on that. Like you know and but it took him like but while he was sitting there in those four those four years he was sitting there he kind of had to sit there and gotta go okay well uh, am i sure <laughs> i know he probably had those moments too like yeah, are you sure yeah. i'm supposed to sit here and write these letters you sure i'm supposed to write these letters? <laughs> <laughs> but before he these wrote letters- those letters he like he he went out though and they're like there's this that sacrifice in too of like okay mm-hmm. I, I just need a, i need a hustle i need to get this place let me get to you know let's go talk to the romans let's talk to the you know colossians let's go to you know galilean let's go everywhere and he implemented these communities in order to um you know to to, he he grew these communities he Mm -hmm. and then he kept that connection right so he kept that connection with them from prison so that's true that's true (laughs) and i just kind of always think of like when we talk about like those kind of like parallels in the sense of like you know allowing uh, like acknowledge one of the things i've always loved about paul's letters is at the end of almost within the last two chapters of every letter he ever wrote he says you know i'm still a sinner fam don't buy that hype don't buy the hype that yes i'm you know one of the greatest apostles of our time 
even though like you know i wasn't there when jesus got 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 like i wasn't there mm-hmm. for all of that i came into the game late and yet christ still is still using me to like be better right yeah like yeah. And become better and to teach y'all right how to be better right and so like yeah yeah i and this is more a reference from far from home from spider-man far from home but i always love that like everyone idolizes iron man after he dies but peter parker knew exactly what he was lo- what he gave up and it was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you gave up your kids you gave up your family you gave up your like yeah. like you gave up the agency you you gave up even more agency to do good than you could have like who knows what you could have done you know but right, you will right, never right. know that because yeah, you made that yeah. sacrifice right and so yeah. like which is like to me like always very interesting because like i always see paul in that headspace too where it's like paul had no idea what he was also giving up when he was doing that when he became you know, when saul became paul right like i think he had an idea but i don't think at the same time he realized oh i'm gonna drop everything like yeah and like stop being that infamous pharisee and my homeboys are gonna look at me like wtf and right just i mean he me thought like, he was doing good right yeah like, he thought he was doing good yeah let me get rid of these heretics like, exactly i'm gonna burn these bears and we're like no yeah. no 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 hold up hold <laughs> <up>. <laughs> wait a minute Paul. it's just like last week's joke we were like imagine that being a youtube video see what had happened was <laughs> <laughs> i'm so uh, <laughs> i have a confession we gonna rebrand this channel <laughs> <laughs> and imagine what the epistles would have looked like on youtube videos fam like i'm just saying food for thought like mm. there's still new food for thought like <laughs> and i'm being a little mental little, imagination yeah you it, oh i like that sacramental imagination <laughs> writing that down but like I guess so that's the whole journey right but and then even in his leaving behind like we can talk about real quick like even though Tony was like yeah I'm dipping like it's gonna be Mm -hmm. fine I got this it's all good right in Mm -hmm. his swag in his swag way of handling it he still leaves behind stuff right he still leaves Mm -hmm. behind the glasses for Peter he still like leaves basically Morgan everything else and like yeah yeah you know who I'm curious to see how Morgan Stark will evolve because that's actually not in the original yeah yeah Yeah. so I'm curious to see how that goes and of course I'm I'm just a huge Spider-Man fan so like I'm very curious to see how Peter Parker is going to handle that and yeah and more from just like not just far from home he did a very bad job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but he's like a who does he remind me of um he's kind of more of an actual peter of saint peter right like mm. we talk about peter parker we can talk easily about saint peter and be like yeah. so you had those talents you had those gifts <laughs> this was handed to you literally handed and... to you. <laughs> what you about to do with it Bruh. <laughs> let's have that conversation <laughs> right? right and it's like but it's not necessarily like in the end, I think the number one question I always like to put out there is what could we as Catholics take beside, you know, from Tony Stark and Iron Man by extension as to implement more into our faith? Mm. Hmm. From Tony Stark and from Peter Parker. <laughs> That's another discussion. That's a father-son relationship <laughs> episode all right there. Yeah. That's a whole yeah. father-son episode there's a whole lot that's there's a whole lot there we could do one yeah it's on the list Mm, okay yeah (laughs) i know right 
So that's the final question of the day. What can we take? Well, maybe we'll let everyone ponder. There, I mean, there, there's there's a wealth of stuff that we can take from there. Like, you know, there's obvious sacrifice. There's the need for discernment. There's um, using your gifts and talents. There's um, trusting in something greater. Uh, the understanding of um, with um, great power comes great responsibility. There's um, you know if you you could you could have all the things in the world but if it's not for the greater purpose then what's the point you know um yeah there's like there's a there's a whole i think one thing was like what i loved about well with tony um is that he he left behind a legacy right so like saint paul wrote all these letters that are now like these were letters for the people right for the church and like they continue to guide us today so um one thing that I struggle with is always putting stuff down, um, like journaling and stuff. Like in my, I, I always have the thought, like I need to journal so that my children will know, like what my mindset was, like my intention for, for them. And I have, you know, and I, I'm just now like 42 years old and trying to figure out how to, like I, I'm now corralling all of these thoughts into one place so that they can, they can see their mom's head, like what was her what was she doing, <laughs> you know, when she spent all that time at work or all that time on the computer or in these books, like what was mom and that like purpose for them, you know, like mm. they're my offspring, how my, how, and I think like he, like Tony did a good job of that and what's came called is, is leaving that legacy and continuing for the ages after us. So, yeah. I like it. And with that, I think for me, the the number one takeaway takeaway for like to help Catholics in their journey is guess what? The journey is going to be messy and you're going to fall short a thousand more times. Mm -hmm. But at some point in the journey, you decide to either keep going or not keep going. And we're mm -hmm. called to keep going anyway, right? That his yeah. mercy is so, is so worth, is worth so much more. And he, and that his mercy allows us to come back into realignment with him mm -hmm. so that like, we can't just deny that. Right. And we just like, I wrote this down. Hold on. I wrote it down. <laughs> what did I write? Like, you know, it's just kind of one of those situations where it's like, there we go. There it is. So, like, even after, like, Tony continuously screws up, because, boy, he screwed up a lot. He, you know, he would come back around, right? And he's like, he, I always say he's the ever-living relapsing sinner, right? Mm -hmm. Oscar Wilde always did say, you know, Oscar Wilde said, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And like Tony Stark is kind of one of those embodiments of that statement to me right. anyway. And then like his life kind of shows these spaces and gaps where you go, okay, well, you see the frailties of humanity. You see the, you know, the good that is the agency that's good and how he leveraged his agency for the good. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it may not have always gone the way he had hoped, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but in the end that like we as Catholics can learn and take that like, we we ourselves are like Tony Stark. We all have our own flaws. We all have our own like sins or wounds or issues that kind of deter us from being closer to God. But the beauty that is is that God always puts encounters in our journey to realign mm -hmm. us, and that we shouldn't be closed-minded to those encounters. We should be striving to always be open to them, and mm -hmm. and then just and be willing to make those sacrifices if necessary to become mm -hmm. better for the greater good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> okay. The um, his source, the source of his life, like yes. the heart. 
like for us also is the source for us without that we die um not just our, our our physical heart but god's presence dwelling within us by his holy spirit which pretty much like animates us that we're like when using that we can do so much and i think um remembering that and i love how it glows because it's like sometimes as catholics we think you know we're looking up to the sky we're looking to the tabernacle we're looking for for god in these places but he placed himself by our baptism straight here we are the living you know tabernacles like he dwells within us and every sacrament that we have is connected to the dwelling of god in us that starts at baptism the eucharist is a renewal of that presence of god there you know reconciliation is a, a clearing the way of sin so that the light of, can shine brightly through us confirmation is a, is a added oil to, to engulf that light to make it like cute you know holy orders is an another is another mark that that now is identifiable to to be called to this particular vocation like they're so like you know um so that's one thing like i i i, I should have mentioned early on when it comes to iron man is that that glowing peace when we pray when we say bow our heads down and pray it isn't just that okay i'm subject to you big god who's above me it's actually humbling ourselves to bring ourselves to that presence of god who's dwelling within us so um and so yeah when i pray sometimes i do think of iron man i think of that glowing piece of you know right in my solar plexus area right so yeah no that's a great i wow okay it's are we allowed to say that that's technically our tabernacles? Like, are we like? Are we are no. Okay, like that's not. I mean, that's I mean, not heresy. <laughs> I mean, we we are because God dwells within us. Like, that's that's not wrong. You know, that's not a heresy. Like, it's all over Scripture. Do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit and God dwells within you? You know, the the secret is Christ dwells within you. You know, your body, soul, spirit. You know, yeah. So it's like it's all over. Paul wrote about it all the time. You know, definitely. So. Yeah. so Hmm. You know what? That's that's that, fam. That's all I. Wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I'm, missing, I'm not missing any other questions. What happens when you have two notes? When you do two notes by accident? Oh, here's a final good closing thought, and it may be a segue to some future episodes unintentionally. What does the journey of Tony Stark teach us about redemptive suffering? Hmm. Because if you really stop and you think about it, every time he comes back around, he has to suffer in order for him to come back around. So right. it's to, and, and this is where I'm going to ask for your expertise because I kind of still have a basic knowledge of redemptive suffering where like redemptive suffering is that practice. I'm making sure I'm saying this right. Practice of like acknowledging that not all suffering is just because God hates us or that because we've sinned. It's that's so God can purify us and fortify us for like whatever other challenges that may be coming ahead. Am I close? Mm -hmm. Please guide me. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. That's okay. Like, like, yeah. Suffering for its own sake is just suffering, but it's suffering for the greater good. Like what is God really doing? What, what, is, when we think about what are we, what, are, what is the suffering that's happening? Why am I suffering? Am I suffering because my internet got shut off and I don't have access to, you know, to the world. Like, well, how can, you know, what, what does that mean? Like, it, and then you analyze that, like, what is, is something being taken from me? Is, is there something that I'm attached to? Like, why am I suffering in this relationship? Right. Is God telling me something there? Is he actually shining a light on like, what, why was Tony suffering in that cave? Right. You know, what was, what was that? Like, so I think we have to each, each of us have to look at say, and, and really, in the light of God, in that light, why am I suffering? Why does this hurt so bad? 
And is it, is God calling you or from something? Is he taking you from something? Is he building, like, is he stretching the wineskins, the new wineskins and it hurts? Have we been formed in a specific way and he's calling us to be formed to something greater? Um, like St. Teresa of Avila talks about um, the mansions of the soul, right? The journey, the interior journey. And she talks about um, the third mansion is um, where there's a purgation. Like you've been in, like the, the first mansion is, um, okay, I believe in God. That's great. You know, what does that got to do with me? The second is, you know, uh, you know, I'm feeling like there's something more. I feel like God's calling me. I just don't know what to do, you know, and then like, okay, so I'm going to go serve now. So you get to the third mansion and there's like suffering. It's kind of, people say as like God's putting us to the test, but we could be very much attached to things that will stunt our spiritual growth. We could have huge egos, all our fancy cars, our desire for those things we're attached to. And when God removes those things, it's painful and we suffer, right? But we are redeemed by that. So whatever he's removing and that, that pain, like his light can now shine through. Um, that's why, you know, we go back to like divine mercy and seeing his wounds and God's radiating his light through, through the wounds, because it's through those things that, um, God's mercy can flow. Right. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a huge thing, but if we, if we look at Tony, if we're just looking at Tony, every time he suffered, he, he came back, but he also developed something new, <laughs> right? He, 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 like, he saw, I was like, yeah, that hurt. Okay. Let me, let me improve my suit this way. Let me adjust how, you know, like, let me, let me use the talents that I have in order to make this better, right? And then not only did he benefit, but others benefited from it too, right? So, um, in short, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there we go. Like, and that's something I was thinking too, like, we were talking about, like, suffering, like, in the sense of, like, I always think of it like kind of in the little way. So like St. Therese uh, Lizot and saying it's the little things we do that help mm -hmm. bring us closer, right? And that when we suffer, even in the littlest of things, that suffering brings us closer and mm -hmm. to our perfect, to our perfect selves, I think. That's, yeah, to our perfect selves that Christ wants us, right? Mm -hmm. Where Christ wants us to be in communion with him. But like, and I know St. Teresa Avila talks about like the, the stages of redemptive suffering, which is uh, purg purging, illumination. Unitive. Unitive. Yeah. There we go. John I was like, Cross talks about it. Yeah. Well, they, they both, well, they're homies. They're so together. Sense. They're together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <They're homies. laughs> so like they were neighbors <laughs> technically <laughs> in church history. Um, so like, and but they both touch on that like in big mm -hmm. like in big levels so it's like yeah i see a lot of those three pro of that process for a redemptive suffering happening to tony in it like yeah he's yeah yeah he has he has to learn to give it away like right. in iron man 2 he gives away all his starts giving away all his stuff yeah 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 like because he's suffering he knows he's gonna he might not make it so he's like right just in case here you go here you go yeah and you yeah. try to take it with him yeah he can't he realized he's like yeah i can't take this yeah. with me and then even yeah. like his girl was like wait why are you giving all away our art collection that was worth yeah. millions of dollars <laughs> to the boy scouts hold up you didn't even yeah. talk to me about that <laughs> which i thought funny i was like well that's, your, that's not your wife yet but if i were his wife i would have been kind of mad too but like, you just get what you didn't call me just right, call me right. i could have chosen a couple pieces right <laughs> i could have taken a couple back and kept them and that's not funny um but like 
and so but that's like there's the purging and then there is the illuminative spot where he realizes like especially when like he starts to like meet with like nick fury and then get the the trunks of knowledge from his dad which to me i like because that's like a form of legacy whether he realized they anyone has mm-hmm. realized it or not right and like so those pieces and then there's the unit where he realizes you know especially in endgame well i can't do this by myself i got to call some homies and yeah i got to yeah. like i got to make peace Meet community things <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, where my saints at yeah come through the portals reconciliation yeah. Yeah. exactly all of like all of the great churches <laughs> you know the 12 tribes of israel let's go yeah let's- i i hope if it if if the great final battle in Revelation looked anything like Endgame, <laughs> I would be very content. Yeah, I'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The coolest <laughs> thing that I just want to watch IRL miscellaneous. Stuff. Okay, but like, but in short, to me, that's always been my big thing about him is that he kind of teaches us the ways of suffering and how to combat them. Whether they're healthy or not is different, but like, you know, he you see the steps. And it's always kind of mm-hmm. been fascinating for me to watch him go through those steps. And that was yeah. just something yeah. I really loved. Um, and, you know, whether we realize it or not, all Marvel characters have redemptive suffering. Like, we can start, mm-hmm. like, that's a whole series. <laughs> we could do a whole series on every Marvel character and their form of suffering. And Lindsay yeah. will join us on probably one or two of them because she that would be like, awesome. yes. Yeah. She will be like, yes, <laughs> let's do that. Um, I want to delve into Ant- Ant-Man at one point. Like, I just, ooh. he's just like mm. i just feel bad for the guy and like okay but just... you know some of that was his fault too like he he messed oh, that yeah. up <laughs> he, yeah he sure did but that, like that's what i love about him it's like i heard this speaker one time say like it's hard to face when you're your enemy when the enemy is your face <laughs> right like right. you're your you're greatest um you're your greatest enemy that's actually like deeper into the spiritual journey you you identify that that like you it's you you know <laughs> um Ant-Man reminds me of the dude on the cross next to Jesus who said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom? Because he was a thief. Yeah. He totally knew that. Yeah. And he was like, wait a minute. You ain't supposed to be up here, homie. Why are you up here? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be up here. This is yeah, my fault. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Wait, it's my... <laughs> like, yeah, I'm supposed totally. to be there, but like, hold on, wait, okay. Yo, then just hook me up, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going that way, like, can you... <laughs> can you I hang out with you? Can I kick it? Can, can I catch a ride? <laughs> I don't know that's how that works, but I'll go with it um and but he's a great redemption arc too like redemptive mm-hmm. suffering and redemptive arc redem just redemption let's talk about redemption as a whole. yes as a whole yes. writing this down for the no all right well fam that's the end of our episode <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> that is the end of this episode we want to thank you guys for coming and listening um please join the starship community by following us and joining us on our social medias and all the other good things we do because mm-hmm. you know we appreciate it and you know just stay tuned keep listening in we we have as you have heard and continue to hear in these episodes more thoughts come with just us talking yes. which means it's more episodes. expanding universe <laughs> oh my lanta it's it's almost overwhelming but i'm super excited to be overwhelmed about that so yeah, that's awesome all right so madam madam lynn can you lead us in our closing prayer sure <laughs> in the name of the father and of the son and the holy spirit amen lord god you bless us at every moment you bless us by your dwelling within us you bless us by the air we breathe and the food we eat and just every encounter we have with you lord god may we see you in all these things 
Thank you for the opportunity to sit and discuss you and use all the things that you have blessed us with to also discuss you. And um, I pray for all those who are listening that you know, whatever it is that they're encountering in their lives, that you may illuminate your light through them so that they may properly discern the right way, which is you, Lord. We ask a blessing on Venus and, um, and all of our families and that, yes, Lord, that we may glorify you in all these things for your purpose, for your good. And we ask the intercession of our beautiful, blessed mother. And let's just say, Hail Mary, full of grace, grace the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, fam. Yeah. So until next time, wash your hands, wear your masks, and know that God loves you. Yes. Be Thank you for listening to the Nerdy Epistles. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, review, or follow us wherever you get your podcast. Show notes are available on our brand new sexy blog, and Facebook info is in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Peace be with you all, and God bless. <laughs>